Hey guys, it's uh cringe podcast whatever here. Um, all right, let's just cut to it. I'm Larry. Let's say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm Lichen, I guess. Um, I'm Doge. And I'm um I'm Kislet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know. We de- yeah, I think we decided to start this because we thought it was funny, and now we're actually here and regretting almost every decision, but. Let's forget about that. We finally found out. Yeah. <laughs> so homosexuality. Uh, Let's go. I mean, homosexuality is pretty poggers, but I have the feeling that like <laughs> don't never repeat that so does again. Don't ever say homosexuality is pretty poggers, please. please <laughs> yeah, no. if you could no. find like any no. other way to describe it, man, it would be so much better. It's pretty my, my Hamilton Pride playbill does not exist just for you to say homosexuality is pretty poggers. No. No. Not I'm not sure why you would consume merch like that, but okay. No, literally, it's because I went to see Hamilton during Pride Month. What I was going to say is homosexuality is like... Nowadays, it's being, like, pushed a lot far- further, and LGBTQ rights have been opened up a lot, but some people have been taking, like, the LGBTQ community and, like, pushing it a little bit. Mm. Like, like in, what sense, what do you mean, like, in, like, how people have, like, for example, neo-pronouns. I'm fine with, like, most neo-pronouns, because, like, neo-pronouns are supposed to be based on, like, not nouns. Like people said that they didn't make sense in the English language. They made their own pronouns. People did not like that. You can't yeah, win. So, like I'm opinion. not like God God self is not like a neo pronoun. Like yeah, 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 yeah. fine. But like I'm not like neo pronouns aren't supposed to be based off of nouns. No, no, actually neo pronouns actually are technically based off nouns. The thing is, neo pronouns have existed for like a long time. It's just the fact that there's a there is a boundary where it can that can be set. Like a majority of them are totally fine, and um in real life, not many people actually use neo pronouns because they do have like an alternate set. So let's just say someone uses void void self. They also maybe use he it or like you know he they or something. So, but there of course are boundaries where people like do tend to use like you know uh, mochi you know that like. You know, just to fetishize stuff or like God, God self or yeah. other things to disrespect others. And that's where I think the boundary should be set, where it's like you have Some to people respect other people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think there's like sexual ones, but yeah. But we can't use the ACAB, ACB self thing as a um, example because that was just a um, troller using them. So yeah. I saw someone using beep, boop, bop. Fun trolls, you gotta love them. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty disrespectful to everyone involved, honestly. Beep boop bop, POV boyfriend for Friday Night Funkin'. (laughs) I'm not talking about that one in specific, but I think, like, overdoing it a little too much is just disrespectful to everyone. Yeah, due to that Friday Night People people specifically making. Like, people specifically making fun of neopronouns can be disrespectful, because it's like, people who are, like, neopronoun users who are just like, oh yeah, I use void void self, and then people are like, oh my gosh, 
ACAB, ACAB self, you know, it's like you're 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 kind of being disrespectful to people because a majority of the time they're not even doing anything. A majority of the time they're just chilling with their normal lives and stuff. It's, they just use an alternate set of pronouns. What do you feel about the Latino X debate? Awful. This should be a spicy one. No, disgusting. Fucking hate it. <laughs> I mean, I'm white, so I don't really have any say on it, honestly. I mean, I've seen, I've seen some, like, Latino people support it, and then I've seen some people who are not, so... Honestly, I it's just... Uh, the term Latinx with a passion. Oh? Explain. Yeah. Like, alright, look. This... Like, you can't... The way, like, Spanish and Portuguese and most love languages are, like... Love languages. Romance. There's no love in those languages. Romance like languages. romance languages. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh they're set so that like each word has like a gender kind of per se. Yeah. For example, like masculine and feminine. Yeah. Yeah. They have those. French has it, uh Spanish has it, Portuguese has it. There's probably other ones that I can't like think most, of right most now. Have it. Most have it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most most sure languages have it. Yeah, not even that's just not romance like languages. Romance. Like most languages in general have uh, masculine. Yeah. I mean yeah, and, and and Russian, for example, like the there's not really even like um a in between term for like that per like for example, let's just say um like fuck I the thing is like there's no set word for them, like there's like she and him, like on Anna, but Ani can like Ani is them, and it can only really be used in plural. And so when I was talking to my mom about using pro my pronouns, she said, like, "Do you want me to refer to you as Ani?" Like, and I'm like, "Well, I don't like. I mean, how however you want to try it because like Ani was only used for like royalty and stuff. And so that's like the yeah. biggest flex ever." <laughs> it was like used for royalty referring to multiple people and so it's like a lot of languages are gendered i mean like in some cases it's like all right people trying to find like you know non-gendered terms because like a majority of the time it's easy to find but it's like for certain languages it's just pretty much impossible because the whole entire basis of the language is based yeah. on gendered terms like russia does not based on gender terms, there's just a lot of them. But, like, Spanish, you know, Portuguese yeah. is based on gender terms. Man, so. Like, Spanish has a masculine and feminine term for non-binary. Like, and then you just want to pull out Latinx? I, I heard some of the arguments stemming around how the Aztecs had, like, X for gender-neutral pronouns, and that, that was part of the Mezzizo language. This is why the Aztecs are dead. That and the plague and mass genocide, but um, yeah. we blame, blame the Spanish. Blame the Spanish. Yeah, I mean. Oh yeah, uh, fuck Spain. I mean, I mean, There's one period of Spain that I respect, but uh, None. they did not win the war. Bad. Um. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I think it's like so. Like the Aztecs may have had like, not like you know non-gender terms, but it's just the fact that. Because of, you know, colonization and shit. Now, Spanish is the main language, as you know, in certain, you know, Latino countries. I love imperialism. Nothing ever yeah. bad has happened from imperialism. Definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, Spanish and, and other, like, similar languages, now, now they're just all gendered, and it's the fact that, I mean, I guess people are trying, and I can see why, but it's the fact that it's very hard to change languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, to a lot of people, it might seem disrespectful. Yeah, and, I mean... Yeah. I mean, the languages, like, I hate to say this, but it's it's true. I mean, a lot of these languages weren't built with, um, like, like the LGBTQ in mind, you know? Like, yeah, because they, they fucking hated gay people back then. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, it, like you said, it's... You could like, argue that Latin and, like, Greek, like, you know, parts of the old empires that had a strong presence of LGBTQ might have had a better chance, but um, I guess languages progressed and uh, society regressed in that aspect, so that was written out. Yeah, I mean, like, also with the fact that um, the Christian slash Catholic church started to influence a lot, and so it was just a very, like, it just messed up a lot of things. Yeah. Because, like, like for example, I'm going to say this straight away that it's that I've noticed. It's, like, a lot of ancient civilizations were very, very open on, like, gender, like, gender-neutral stuff. And, you know, for example, like, in, like, Native, like Native American culture, they had, like, um, you know, like, two-spirited and, you know, etc. And then colonizers came in with, like, their fucking Catholic church. And now a bunch of people are homophobic. It's yeah. just the fact that of religion, a lot of the times, you know, a religion and colonization based on that religion ruins it. Yeah, for it example, um, I went to, like, my church camp, uh, like, a week or two ago, and there was this uh, person who was like, like, oh, yeah, like, homosexuality is, like, the devil trying to consume you. And like trying to bring, well, the devil sounds hot as hell. Drag you into the uh, to drag you into hell, and I was like, well, first of all, it never really says like homosexuality is a sin in the Bible, and also there were a lot of like LGBTQ open areas before, like. The whole Bro, homosexuality thing. is sin. Nah, more like homosexuality is in. Am I right, gamers? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, with um, in um, specifically um, Catholicism in the Bible, the um, oh god, the verse where it um says that homosexual homosexuality was a, is a sin is actually a mistranslated verse that was mistranslated back in like, oh, the thirties. It wasn't mistranslated. It was maliciously not translated well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was it was purposely mistranslated. So in the original one, it was talking about adults, like adults. It's a sin for an adult to sleep with a child, but because in the verse it said. It's it like a man. It was specifically priests, uh, like having sex with or altar boys. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I was talking about now. men with altar boys, and so in both situations they were both men, and so they purposefully mistranslated it so that it referred to men, you know, loving men. And it's the fact that a lot. Of, the thing is, the Bible now is not the Bible that was created in the beginning. 
And so, like, the thing is, I mean, I went to Catholic school for, like, a good, a, like, a good amount of time. And it's just the fact that nowadays we see a bunch of bullshit that they believe in. Like, their own personal priest believes in. And it just affects everyone because they manipulate the Bible verses to their wanting. And so they can spread whatever bullshit they want. And people will believe it because it will be backed up some mistranslated verse that was rewritten by some stupid ass dude back in the like the 20s you know yeah, yeah. yeah i mean but the, the, that's like, the largely is... disappeared i'll give that credit that's largely disappeared they're now going after trans people good to see society has progressed well yep. well i don't identify with my birth gender because I feel so uncomfortable as identifying as a female. Because I don't feel like I'm female. Now I'm gonna get attacked by everyone. Wow. Fun. Fun. Yay. Whipping Nene. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like, even back in the ancient Greek times, it was admitted that trans people existed. There was this one interpretation of Apollo that said... He sometimes fucked around and uh, made people the wrong gender on purpose. You know, the Greek gods. You were like chaotic dumbasses. Yeah. But, yeah. um. I'm like, hmm, let's make this dude have a body of a girl. Because I want to be a comedian. I mean, all of them were comedians in their own right. Mount Olympus was more like a circus. I mean, I mean, legends and, like, we were just talking about, like, the Bible and stuff, they're open to interpretation, and some people will use that creative interpretation to make it more interesting, and I've never seen that before, but, and some people use it to maliciously harm and discriminate against other people, you know? Which is mainly true. I mean, like, back with the Incas, sometimes... They tell, like, their history differently. Instead of chronologically, they tell it by most important event and crap. But, like, when talking to three Inca families, they each created their own different stories in order to lay claim to a piece of land. They were all slightly different to bias themselves to getting the land. Now, imagine that with a power that used to rival any of the earthly ones, as they were called. And, uh, you get the Catholic Church. Like, the Catholic Church was the great power for most of history. Yeah, you can't I mean, deny that. You, you needed, After, at, like, at the time, like, any king, monarch, whatever, you would, it, it was a power circle. You needed the Pope to do something, but the Pope was also controlled by the king. So, it, it was just... But, there are, there's only one Pope. There are many kings, yeah. so, uh... The Pope really the Pope. didn't have the control, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, oftentimes with, um, because back then, since there was no modern, really, science, everybody faithfully believed in the church. They believed that it could cure I mean, anything, The you church know. made it seem like all opponents of the church were, uh, bastards, yeah. in their yeah, opinion, yeah. because... And then, boom, they were crucified. Boom. I mean, or like they stopped crucifixions because the Catholic Church, uh, kind of idolized a guy that was put on a cross... Yeah. But, so, like, mean, yeah. any enemies like, of the church could be written off as Islam or whatever, because after the East Rome fell, then no one could really claim power as the successor to 
the East ideologically-religious-wise. Like, Russia tried to claim as the, you know, orthodox power, but no one took Russia as seriously as the Byzantines. And also the power of the East German church, East German, no, East Roman church was also declining as the Byzantine Empire tried to make consolidations of power with the Pope because uh, they were getting ass-fucked by the Ottomans. But, like, the church really had no competition at the time. Like... Yeah, and, ba- and so... As a, as um as the Bible has been mistranslated so many times over history, just to prove that they were better than someone, like the thing is, it's one it's one um one way to just purposefully manipulate a verse to your like um to how you want it, you know, because like how a lot of priests do it now, they manipulate the verse to how they want it. Now, but back then, they had the freedom to rewrite it, so. They would just mistranslate it to the point where it's like the Bible is probably what Jesus never like ever said. You know, for all we know, Jesus could have said, "Yeah, I'm gay." <laughs> fuck the homies, you know. Fuck them real good. But like, we don't know that. We don't fucking know that. Yeah, because it's been translated so many times and altered by so many people that the original meaning has lost a lot of what it was actually trying to say. Sounds like a shit post after three iterations. Yeah, yeah like, literally, nowadays, like, the, the like the New Testament nowadays is, like, somebody's... Oh, after being sent to three people. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I used to have a friend whose mom was, like, blatantly believing in the church and their church was so transphobic and homophobic because they manipulated the verses being like oh yeah you can't do this can do that but then they would oftentimes forget about the verses that said oh yeah if you look at a like a woman like sexually like stone your eyes out it's like there's so many verses that they love to pick and choose from it's the fact that the like the, the one reason why i just don't believe in like christianity anymore like I, I said like i was in the like i used to be in catholic school you know i used to go pretty good it's just the fact that, it's just the fact that like it's now just made up of a bunch of lies it's not there anymore you know? yeah and, like before the reformation no one knew how to like read latin so the priest was the only one who knew what the hell the piece of paper said so reality could be whatever i want mm. yeah exactly and since so many people were believing in it, and actually tons of people are still are believing it, it's it it has become the thoughts. So what was previously just some guy's opinion years and years and years ago are now everyone's opinions that are there. You know. Yeah. So like, for um, like I'm often like the thing is, while my parents like are more or less kind of accepting. I mean, of course, they do make their bad share of, like, shit jokes. But the thing is, the one thing that I'm truly scared of is coming out to my, like, grandparents who are just ultra-religious, like, on my dad's side, because they blatantly believe what is said to them in church. And so, and especially since they live in a very homophobic country. So... It's so, you don't it's so have to, no one's like putting a gun to your head. 
if that's something that you want to do, you can do it, but, um... Yeah, yeah, the thing is, like, I want to eventually do it, but it just shows the fact that, like, you know, they're my grandparents, and, like, I love them, and, but it's just the fact that I was so scared to... Yeah, it's, yeah. Just because, it's just because of the Catholic Church. Yeah, it shouldn't, yeah. it shouldn't be that hard to do it, you know? But just just because of things that have already happened that you have no control over and the people who were believing heavily in it had no control over it cuz it's it's not it's not entirely their fault i mean when you grow up so so bonded not not necessarily bonded but so physically att- yeah so yeah when you, when you're so attached to something it's not your fault when you start to like forget everything else like if you if you've grown up doing something your entire life there's a very good likelihood you'll carry that for the rest of your life so it isn't it isn't that they don't accept change it's that they never had the option to think about accepting something different because it was just so ingrained in them yeah i mean like yeah that's actually understandable you could just see that in like a lot of history and especially in like you know um dictatorship like big, big dictatorship like the past, past dictatorships where there were people born into those dictatorships and they blatantly believed that they were doing good and then in actuality they were just doing horrible deeds um i mean going back to the, like how like Kislet is like afraid of like coming out to their like their grandparents on their like dad's side because they're like mega religious I'll, also, a lot of problems with coming out is, like, because of, like, how things have been set. Like, how parents think that, like, oh, if I don't have grandchildren, then, like, my legacy will be gone. Um, for example, like, I came out to my mom, and that didn't go over well pretty much at all. Well, and- you said that it was more of a argument because, quote-unquote... Your mom said, "What are you gay?" And, and then um, I kind of went, "Yeah." Um, but chat the the thing is, how that went over, I'm now extremely scared about maybe like because I want to at some point come out to my dad, but I have no idea how to because of one, my like my sister is also gay, and like my older half brother has almost no chance of giving him grandchildren. So I don't know how that's going to go over in his head. Because, like, to him, I'm basically his last chance. And if I tell him, then that's not going to go over well at all. Especially with his, like, backs, uh, of his background of being a very abusive person. I, I want to do it eventually, but I don't know if it will go over well. So if, Dad, if you're, like, listening to this, yeah... I like both. Fuck you. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, my mom has no illusions about having grandchildren other than cats. She knows that my sister isn't giving her kids. My brother is uh, too much of a loser. Um, th- his word's not mine, and she probably thinks I'm in the same boat. Um, I mean, I'm just going to disappear to the waste after everything is said and done. I have no intention of sticking around for too long. Same. I mean, for me, like, I've never, like, ever since I was young, I never wanted children. And it's like, 
like the thing is ever since i was young i didn't matter it doesn't matter who i liked the fact that like i was so i was very scared of actually just having a child and um like i remember i would be i was like six or seven years old and my memory is dog shit but i just remember thinking in my head like that I like I I thought back when I was younger I thought that you had to get married and you had to have a child like I thought it was mandatory and so I was like I don't want to marry I don't want to have a child and I was literally at six years like six seven years old I was worried about having a child and I remember when I was like like a year later I was looking um I was at um do you guys know like the children's place that store yeah I I remember I was in one of their stores and my mom was um paying for some dresses that she got me or like some clothes and I remember looking over at the boys section and thinking man I would I would love to wear boys clothes I would honestly want to be a boy because I was so afraid that I'd have to get pregnant and I was like I will I want to be a boy and then I remember I think maybe a couple of years later maybe when I was like nine I like the first time I ever saw a trans person on TV they were talking about their surgery and I was like I could have a dick <laughs> I know this is serious but <laughs> I could have a dick it's like yo hey yo so it's like and my parents never talked to me about like people who like trans people and it's like I, I mean at that age i understand it was like i was young but at that age my parents had pushed me like they had been like being like well, you have to get married you have to have children you have to continue your legacy and it's like it's so stupid because when i came out legacy if you continued their legacy it would end up well for no one yeah it would it, it would end up well for no one because of drama smile I mean, like the thing is i would be a dog shit mother like i'm not even a mother i'd just be a dog shit parent i mean there's a lot of times people will push push things uh like a lot of stressing things like people thinking when they're in like high school and middle school like what am i gonna do for college like maybe if you're like a junior or senior in high school like you should start thinking about what you're gonna do but a lot of times sometimes um, you have th- things that you think should happen pre pre ideas. I don't I don't know the word, but um, you already have these ideas that this is what I have to do, or this is what I need to do, or this is what I need to be successful, or this is what I this is what I want. Sometimes people will push these beliefs onto their themselves, and they'll be too hard on themselves. And sometimes these beliefs are pushed on them from. You do dog water. But yeah. yeah, yeah, like I mean, like my parents, when I was a lot younger, they pushed me to be something that they wanted to be when they were younger, and that collapsed this year because turns out, well, calling your kid a bunch of rude names when they're eight years old, and you know, forcing them to do constant math just to, for them to be good in school, it doesn't well because you're because the kid has adhd Whoa! like my my whole life i've kind of been pushed like hey lightchen what are you gonna be doing with your life like lightchen what do you want to do or what do you want to be when you grow up and like 
when I was little, I'd probably say something stupid, like a like a like a teacher or something. But nowadays, I have no idea. And like everybody's like, "What are you gonna do with your life? What do you What are you gonna do if you don't know what you're gonna do? You're gonna be working at McDonald's for the rest of your life. Is that what you want to be? Fat, homeless, working at a McDonald's, single, and almost dying? And I'm like, no, but I don't know what I want to do with my life. But they be honest, I respect me. the average McDonald's worker or grocery worker than most like managerial positions. Yeah. I mean, you um, know the worker is doing something essential to society. Yeah. The managerial person, now that's something that you can sincerely doubt. The thing is, like, when, um, when I was younger, just in general, when I was younger, a lot of ideas were pushed onto me to be the best when, and then that fell through because I still, like, because of how much pressure that I was facing, I developed them depression and stuff and so it um you know it mentally fucks you up because like parents decide to be like hey i'm gonna be this way. you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be a bad parent to my child and instead of supporting them i'm gonna you know put them down when they get when they when they get a lower grade and so the thing is i mean my parents are trying their best i know that because of how they grew up it wasn't good, and I mean they're getting better, but it's just the fact that now you can't really apologize anymore because it's affected me that badly. I mean, yeah. a, lot of times, a lot of times people will push these high expectations and sometimes even low expectations, and without knowing it, sometimes they'll they'll push these expectations, hoping that their friend or the, their child or their whatever. They're hoping that they will succeed, and they're trying to push them closer to that. But instead of getting them closer to what you, to what they want to be, you end up pushing them closer to what you want them to be. And a lot of times, these high expectations of what you think they should be fall through, and you end up with a person that was worse off than what would have happened if you let them do their own thing, you know? And yeah, and maybe like, I... what you want them to be isn't what they want to be. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I mean, for me personally, my parents wanted me to be, like, super into math. And while I do find math easy in certain cases, a lot of the times I find trouble with, like, advanced, like, not really multiplication, but going, like, you know, you know, into more, like, you know, into more quadratic stuff. It's that where that's where it starts to get You're me. Good at regular math. Uh, the bullshit is bullshit, though. Mm. Yeah, like the thing is, like uh, regular math that doesn't require like, you know, super complex formulas just to find out. Oh yeah, y equals to five. Time to do another complex formula just to find out what z and x is. You know, it's like I can do that totally fine. But it's like the fact that now I'm just stuck because it's so horrible. And it's like my parents wanted me to become something that they wanted to be when they were younger. Mm -hmm. and my mom wanted me to be an engineer. Uh, I don't know. I fucking dropped that. Because yeah, my mom no, no, is an engineer. My dad is an engineer. They sure as hell don't do any actual engineering. Well, I mean, my mom wanted me to be an engineer or, like, something to do with me. And I was like, while I am moderately good at it, 
I hate it. And now I don't know. I'm either going to go into art or I'm going to be psychologist. Woo. And I, so like, it's the thing is you don't have to have your life set for you, but it's the fact that people tend to force you to actually say it, you know? And I, yeah. If I look at my dad, for example, uh, you see, uh, like when I learned about his childhood, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, tuberculosis. When I learned about his childhood, his dad w was a butcher. He played around making nitroglycerin when he was younger than my age. Uh, he was really into computers back in like the 80s or 90s. He was in the prime demographic to be smoking that bush or cush, whatever the fuck. And then I look at him now. It, it substantially goes from cool to... um. This is what you ended up doing. Mm. You ended up doing something with chemicals, like you made chemicals when you were a kid, and you do stuff with chemicals now. But um, it's entirely managerial. I don't get it. Why does everyone go to managerial positions? And if I look at my mom, her dad was a dentist. Her grandma was unemployed because her dad is a motherfucker, and uh, he's in the grave now. Thank fuck. And anyways, she had like a few, okay, a, quite a bit of siblings who, the older one, probably got more opportunity than her. But my mom slowly made her way up and uh, became, guess what, another managerial position person. And I'm pretty sure she's working for one of the biggest companies on the planet. But at both I look at, you went so far, but you're stuck in another <laughs> desk job. Yeah, and all these all these hopes and like I was saying before, these high expectations, sometimes people will find success in stuff they never intended to find success in. But a lot of times when it is pushed upon them and when when you do you do pressure yourself too much or other people pressure you too much, um you and you might have success, but you're also very stressed. You're not exactly the best. Yeah, you know? yeah. And 90% of the time, when you're set up like that, you're doomed to fail. You're doomed to just hate yourself for even living. Cause like, I I don't know. This is this fact is very very depressing. But it's the fact that like I I was younger. I was like 11. And I felt like not living. I was so done with the fact that I was forced to be something that I didn't want to be. It was just so depressing. And I was just a child. And it's like, it's, it's just the fact that these parents have set up an expectation that their child needs to be a carbon copy of their wishes. It's like, because the thing is, that's how their parents, like, while like parents can be dicks, you also got to remind yourself that the parents were also probably dicks, you know? For my mom, she, her dad was a fucking raging alcoholic, you know? And, you know, it was just bad. And so it's honestly just a whole loop of people being just not great to each other. And then they set up the expectation that, oh yeah, we need to remember the legacy. Well, your legacy is just going to continue in this cycle of just abuse, you know? Yeah. Because I know for a fact that I won't be a good parent because of the things I've experienced. I will not be a good parent. 
I will be. I, I just won't. I would be the worst parent ever. Yeah, I, I mean, like, the thing is, I wouldn't be, like, physically abusive, but it would just be the fact that I would most likely be neglectful and just ignore someone, because that's oftentimes what I do, because, like, I'm not good. I'm not good with interacting with younger children. Yeah. So, I want to, like, teach other people, like, my morality and maybe ideology, but, like, taking care of other people, yeah, I don't think I could do that. I mean, a lot of times people will go, uh, we were talking about this before, um, a lot of times people will go for managerial positions, like you are talking about, um, just, uh, number one, a lot of times, I mean, sometimes, uh, there is a lot of work to be done, you know, but a lot of times you're not doing the work, you're just telling people to do the work, and how to do it well, or what you think is well, and, uh, and sometimes it's even, it's just for the power, you know? Because you have others, pe other it's people. It's and it makes money. Yeah, you have Best way other people's wellness, their entire career sometimes even, and you're holding that in the palm of your hand, and you're trying to build a profit on someone else's livelihood. And I mean, that that is truly just what business is as a whole. Because if you're a business, you want to make money, and that's not a bad thing, but when you're sacrificing other people's livelihoods to do it. Yeah, yeah. In order to make money, you have to do immoral things under the system. Yeah, and... Yeah, this is, yeah to be like... A, to, to be... To have money, to have a copious amount of money, you have to abuse the system. I mean, you, have to, you, you have could to be the most money. moral person on Earth, and you could bring that to your company, but you gotta... There are a bunch of other schmucks who could do the same thing as you, but are just that bit more ruthless, and they're gonna get the money. Yeah, and yeah. Because it's not that... It's, it's, yeah, it's because the money goes wherever to the person who, quote-unquote, works the hardest. The thing is, morality... Works the hardest at the beginning. They invest the money into the business, and then they invest the money that they get from the investment to the business again, and then soon enough, they don't have to work a damn day in their lives. Yeah, that literally is what happens with a lot of billionaires, like, you know, Je Jeffrey Bezos, you know, Elon Musk. They none of them had to work a fucking day in their lives. Bezos yeah, is no a trust fund, hedge fund baby. Musk, his family owned goddamn slaves. Yeah, no, the thing That's... is, we'll specifically, like, I'm going to specifically talk about Musk. To get his products, they need to abuse the um system, where they can get away with using literal children to mine stuff. Yeah. The people who the people who are at the in a democratic country in order to do so. Yeah, and you can never forget Bolivia. To be rich, to be rich, you have to step on other people. You have to abuse the system to the point where you have no more moralities left, pretty much. That's how the system just works. And then you get yeah. these, these enormous power cycles where, let's just say you work for a business. Let's let's say you work at a grocery store as a cashier. And cashiers, let's, props to cashiers, you know? Because it's, yeah. it's a hard all the, yeah, they have to, yeah, they have to deal with the Karens and stuff. It's so fucking, like... Yeah, but you, you end up getting this power cycle where, uh, like, let's just say a cashier or something. Let's just say the cashier gets really lucky. And they work hard, 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 you know. They get to be a manager. 
but then the power cycle continues. They they didn't think enough about the mistakes of their previous manager, and now they're stuck forcing another person to become manager and deal with the same problems they and their predecessor had to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, for example, my mom's work, I'm not going to specify what it is because podcast. Um, but, like, the manager there at the store that she worked at, like, she was firing people, replacing people with, uh, replacing those people with people who didn't know how to do the job well. And then, like, it was this whole cycle of, like, throwing out good people and then, like, bringing in bad people who get good eventually and then they get thrown out. But, like, somehow my mom kept going. And she ended up being, like, she ended up getting, like, a small, like, she she became, like, a shift manager, which is kind of, like, the underhood of the manager. And now my mom, she can't exactly fire anybody, but now she has to deal with the people who, like, she she now has to deal with the cycle, which is really tough. You know, the we, we all go back and think about pyramid schemes, you know? It's so blatantly obvious, you know, you got this pyramid scheme, only the people at the top of the pyramid scheme who started the whole thing get money, but companies themselves are just pyramid schemes that are less obvious, because... You've got you've got a cashier, you've got a manager, you've got a region manager, and then you have the head of the company, and the head of the yeah. Company... I mean, there's also like of course like little steps in between, but yeah. like that's just simplified. Yeah. yeah, that's just like the simplified version. Mm. And 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 at the top you get the most money, and at the bottom you're barely making enough. It's... Yeah, like oftentimes, oftentimes people who work on minimum wage they have to work two jobs just to even afford like. Yet again, the people on the bottom are exactly the ones who make the people on the top have the goddamn money. Yeah, so it's ironic. People on the bottom make people on the top get money that they will never see for money, which isn't even comparable to what they made. Like, like for every like cent, you know, a bottom weight, like a bottom like minimum wage person could make. Like, a, a CEO could be making $1,000 just for that one singular cent. Yeah. Lost your dollar. They, they probably making... are, let's be real here. I mean... Yeah, wait, yeah, like, isn't, like, Elon Musk making, like, maybe, like, 1000 a minute, you know? No, uh, his employees actually admitted that they fear him in one of his Tesla, like, factories. They actively fear Elon Musk. Which well, I is, mean, uh, why wouldn't you? I mean, with with jobs and everything, you know, a lot of people. Depend- Musk is a man child. Yeah, I think that's. No, no, no. I, I fear Jeffrey Bezos. Like, I wanna, no, 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 no. I fear Jeffrey Bezos just because he has a fucking bald head. I never trust the people with no, bald heads. It's not that. Have you seen the conditions <laughs> Amazon workers uh, work in? They're horrible. Bro, what do you mean piss bottles aren't normal? Bro, what do you mean crying boxes in the middle of warehouses aren't normal? Bro, bro, trust me, bro, bro, bro. Yeah, and, That's and, like totally no, 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 no. What, what are you firing workers just because they got a cut on their hand and they needed to take a break? It's not normal. No. Bro, what do you mean that intensive injury to body without recon 
recompensation isn't normal. Bro, come on, bro, bro. And all these all these companies, I think it was Amazon was the one I saw an ad for on TV a couple of days ago. Or maybe it was a week ago. But anyway, um, it, the ad starts off in a rainforest because it's Amazon. And then it, it it's, it's all this different stuff, and it cuts to wind turbines. And it's like, Amazon will soon be 100% energy uh, clean energy in 2025 but like 25 2025 or like 2050 it wasn't 2025 i don't think but anyway that's not early enough it's it, there's probably gonna be irreversible there already is irreversible damage that's done we're damned as in uh, we're damned as it is yeah but i will admit amazon is pretty good at propaganda yeah like, however i see through the lies of the jedi yeah i mean you'll you'll see um, there's stuff on TV, you know, and it's, it's all about how Amazon workers are, you know, so happy, uh, Amazon workers, you can bring, <laughs> we can don't need unions, bro, 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 come on, we don't need unions, haha. <laughs> look, look, look at the cute puppy, all of the workers at Amazon offices get to bring their own dogs to work and it makes them so happy, and oh my gosh, all these people at the factory that box, that box these goods, Oh my gosh, they're so happy, and they make sure to stay safe in, in COVID-19. No, 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 I saw, I saw, like, this specific eye, and I was, like, about this lady being, like, oh, like, there's, like, like, this, like, teenage person, just, like, this teenage girl being, like, yeah, I work early shift so I can go with my, so I can earn money for my family. I work, yeah, and I find it so comfortable for me, like, no, early shifts are at, like, three in the morning. No, 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 a child being forced to work to supply... Or their family isn't uplifting in any means at all. It's just more evidence that the whole thing is damned. Yeah, it's just morally yeah. incorrect yeah. in every way, you know? Yeah, just, no, no, it's not just Amazon. It's literally fucking every, every company. It's, 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 it's literally just capitalism at its finest. That's all I'm gonna say. We're talking about, like, the workers and everything, and how businesses are morally corrupt and all, but they're morally corrupt in a lot of ways. It's not just the way they treat their workers, it's not just the way they handle the customers, and it's not just the way that they, they like, spread this fake idea of them being a really good moral business, but there, there are a lot of businesses, and most businesses in fact, that do succeed are just morally corrupt. Like, it, it, it isn't a... a yeah. The, if the you are morally corrupt, there's another schmuck that will be more morally corrupt, yeah. and they'll get the money. Yeah, if they're... That's the whole thing. Like, if you're making a good product or something, there's gonna be a person that's making a knockout product for cheaper, and making it on the labor of someone who does who shouldn't be working on it at all. And if they are working on it, they're barely being paid. And it's yeah, and then, and, then, and then that person is gonna mass buy that stock of the cheap, and then they're also gonna resell it for a higher price. It's just the thing is, is like you make a product, someone makes a cheap carbon copy of it, someone also mass buys that cheap carbon copy of it to sell it at even a higher price than you sell it. So no matter what, you if you decide to be a moral person and you decide to make a business, you're doomed to fail in a capitalism school. Just in general, in every in this society at this point. You're just doomed to fail. Pretty much. Cause like I mean like you could get lucky 
but at some point it's going to end up you're just going to you're either going to develop your your morals are going to get corrupted or your business is going to fall out because someone's outselling you yeah and and a lot of and I will agree a lot of businesses try to be moral and they try to have a good product to sell that it's a, that it's at a low price that that shouldn't really matter i mean well actually, morality is in their branding that's yeah. where all the supposed morality is going they say that they're getting better their marketing strategies are just getting better yeah and, and yeah. the the most not a lot of the times but one of the most morally corrupt things that they can do is advertise that they're being moral in their actions and they and they really aren't in fact their actions are very immoral and should I be. I mean, I hate all advertising, so I don't think that um, well, yeah, any but... of it is good. And, and I mean, also with, also with big companies specifically, they oftentimes piggyback off ideas of smaller businesses. Like the smaller businesses could just be creating their own product and people will be buying it because they, like the smaller business actually had morals, they you know, they, they, all of their, you know, items ethically, uh, ethically yeah, and because yeah, these big, more... yeah, and because these big businesses have, I mean, because these smaller businesses don't have as much of a voice, and sometimes no voice at all, they're not heard. So you can try out and reach out to people, but they're not gonna know because you're you're the small business. You're not gonna get the the entire world looking at your one one message or whatever that's saying hey we made this product first and you're just blatantly ripping off it and making it in a morally incorrect way and basically just stealing all of our profits it, it, yeah. it's just wrong you know? i've heard this <laughs> saying before <clears throat> even if you do somehow come up with an original idea some schmuck with more whatever than you is gonna steal it and make all the money or get all the whatever yeah. yeah no the thing is also um what i've noticed is that like i'm i'm gonna specifically mention i've seen these people who make soaps they make it you know they make you know good smelling soaps etc cetera, etc cetera. they make it on their own you know they they get you know ethically sourced whatever etc cetera, etc cetera, right and then people in the comments are like oh my gosh this is like this is too expensive. It's like, well, the thing is, you're either gonna buy something that was carbon copied, you know, with with non-ethically sourced materials, which is just gonna be, and it's gonna be worse quality. And I'll, I'll you're gonna get something that you know is handmade with good, yeah, well, it's gonna be good quality and you know, ethically sourced and stuff. And also, I've seen with like the copying thing. This is like a I don't know. It's not really a good example, but it's 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 an example not even in business. It's a, just an example in like you know a real life where a person with more like, you know, with more money will just copy someone else. Um, I you know you you guys know Butch Hartman, right? Yeah. Creators, um, I think like the artist of like um the fairy uh, odd parents. And also oh, yeah. Danny Phantom. Yeah, and Danny Phantom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, this dude makes commissions, and so he made like a two hundred dollar commission of Mikasa, and basically he grabbed an image and just traced over it, like some other artist's image, and just traced over it and ca carbon copied it with bad proportions, and he sold it, 
And only then after did people realize, hey, this is carbon copy, and he's done it multiple times. And the thing is, he gets away with it because he still has fans, he has the money, he can make people shut up. Too big to yeah. fail, like the banks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll I use, use a quote um, for small businesses and big businesses, like we were talking before. I'll I use a quote. You either you either die a hero or you live long enough to to see yourself become the villain. Um, Wilbur Soot. Most of the time, you're not even the hero. Um. Yeah. So you're you're either gonna die as a small business with morals that failed because someone was making a better product, or you become oh, the morally incorrect business, become big, become successful. But know that your actions are just not just not right and are hurting people and hurting the environment and hurting a lot of things. But you're yeah yeah. It's sad that like a lot of these like small businesses like this topic hasn't been talked about for a long time. Like last year, I wait no, um, twenty nineteen, I was uh, in this group called uh, Model United Nations and Youth in Government. And we were creating bills, we were researching about, like, modern topics, and there were only articles about, like, small business growth from, like, 2018 or 2017, and, like, those were the only articles I could find. I couldn't find anything less recent than that. And, like, no, nobody really made bills about that because we couldn't find enough information on it, which either the information all the old information either didn't exist because people like were corrupted and like they like just accepted what happened or like giant companies silenced these things and only now that like a lot more people are talking about the small business thing um is like it actually becoming a topic yeah, because um, cause for small business, like, uh, as you were saying, like, um, yeah, as you mentioned, like, you either, like, you know, you either die here or live long enough to see, like, see yourself become, like, a villain. It, it honestly could be implied anywhere. Like, in this more or less kind of society, you have to abuse your, abuse others just to get power, pretty much. And it's not money that's important, it's just power, because with power you get money, etc., etc., etc. So with these small businesses, if you try to keep your moralities, you're just going to get, yeah, you're going to get, you're going to get beat down by a bigger business. You're getting sold. Right yeah, you're going to get sold, sold over by like a bigger business who sells a similar product to yours, but at a much cheaper cost because they produce it in factories and by overworked workers who are barely getting paid a dollar an hour you know and these these big businesses we're talking about this a lot but these big businesses maybe maybe years ago maybe maybe decades ago maybe even a century ago you you might have had a chance you might have been able to sell a product that was really good and maybe. everyone around you everyone locally loved it so you started branching out you know you you sell maybe it to a more broad like audience. And Maybe after, like, the 1900s. Like, in the mid-1850s, 
not not 1850s, but in like the mid and like maybe late 1800s, then uh, maybe not. But like after Roosevelt and like Taft, like fucking destroyed monopolies for that time, then we could start talking. Yeah, but like, okay, that's that's a good point. But there's there's no way you can make it in the market now. There's no way. Like, maybe years and years ago, you could have become a big business. You could have become the Amazon. You could have become the, the, whatever. The Microsoft. The Microsoft. Microsoft. The Apple. The, the whatever. But there's no way you can make it. There's no way to make it at this point. Because, um, I'll use ads as, as an example. Advertisements are built to to target audiences of younger people who are still developing... They're meant to to drill into the deepest parts of your brain to get you to buy some shit that you probably don't need. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I do want to mention, actually, um, there's this actual whole entire paper... Like, this is actually kind of on the topic of branding and advertisement. There's a whole entire paper on how Pepsi rebranded their logo just so that it would appeal to everyone, just so that everyone would get their product in advertisements. They specifically, they, they use like a bunch of math formulas just to get the perfect one. Yeah, and, and actually, stemming off of that Pepsi thing, um, Doritos, they actually like put people in MRI scanners and like gave them Doritos just to see what parts of the brain it stimulates and then changed the things that they put in the Doritos just so they could get you addicted to that product. And and when you're when you're really young, when you're really really young, a lot of kids uh, start start their lives growing up at watching TV and stuff. And you'll see ads on TV because it's TV. Um, and the thing is, the thing about it is, when you're really young, you're still developing thoughts, and and ad advertisers and companies know. You're building your brand interests when you're that young. You're building the companies and people and things you trust and want to buy from in the future. So before you're even five, you have built up ideas of what is supposed to be a good company, something that you can trust, something that you should buy from, that you need to buy from. Because there's something that is correct, it's something that everyone's buying from, it's something that sells a good product at a fair price, or whatever they're trying to get you to know, they're trying to advertise to young children who are vulnerable and sometimes don't understand what an ad is, even. And they'll They're see vulnerable, it. and once you get them hooked, they're hooked for life. They're hooked for life, because these brand interests, like habits, or friends, or people, you might you might occasionally forget about them, but you will stick with these ideas and beliefs and thoughts for the rest of your life. And and like I said, advertisers know this. That's why they try... That's why for decades ago, you'll see completely different advertisements from what you would see today. And it's because they're following the interests and what they think very, very young people who are watching the advertisements would want to see in a good company or in a good ad because you also have to stimulate different parts of the brain because if you drive on like say one thing like sex appeal for too long people start to get like null to it so then you have to switch to something else it's like a drug almost you gotta like 
pushing on until like the resistance has built up so much that you can't do anything with it. Then you need to switch to something else. Yeah, and they'll and, and they'll, uh, do, they'll do testing with children to see what children like for advertisements. They want to see what what children want and want to see and what they like. And it's just yeah. No, I think it's like um. I remember when I was um in like in still in elementary school and I had a teacher and she um we had like you know in elementary school we had like the read aloud things you know and so she read to us about McDonald's pretty much and how they would literally do testing on children just to find out how to advertise and it's like everywhere I go I can just see a McDonald's advertisement I can literally scroll like two like seconds down twitter and i will see a mcdonald's advertisement being like oh yeah here you go you can earn free points to get a free Mc- like a burger or something you know and it's like a dude. free mcdie <laughs> yeah no and um the thing is with um like in general just how the system works you're only going to do good if you were set up before and so that's, like, the thing is, this this is just anywhere. This is what's streaming. This is with small businesses. That's why a lot of times people are surprised when someone who was down, like, who didn't have many, you know, like, followers before, they suddenly jump up in followers very quickly. That's surprising because that's not supposed to happen. Every system is going to, a person who has low, like, who doesn't get that much is going to stay low. Unless they're a specifically, you know, an interesting plant, then, you know, of course, they're going to rise. Um, but, like, that's what's surprising in a lot of situations, you know. Uh, speaking of McDonald's, you know the McDonald's play place? Yeah. Those are yeah. actually designed to get you hooked on McDonald's because, ooga booga, fun experience at McDonald's means McDonald's good. In reality, the play place is stupid and uh, disease-ridden, but... To a young kid, that doesn't matter. Yeah, well, you're not thinking about the diseases you're contracting and how many people before you have traveled on this thing without... And probably have shit in it. Yeah. Either, either, either shit in it or barfed in it. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not thinking about that, you know? Just to you're say just... that there are a few extra surprises in the ball pit, like <laughs> DashCon. <laughs> Which is worse than You come out of the ball pit. No, no, no. You, you fall into the ball pit, and then you come out of the ball pit, and then suddenly you're in Tanacon. Christ. You um, all known diseases to man. I remember, like, I, I'm saying this not because this happened to me, but I remember my sixth grade teacher, um, who, like, Basically, when they were younger, it was this thing from Pizza Hut, where it was what? like, oh, read a couple books and you get a free slice of pizza. But then, like, you would read the books and get the pizza, but then you, like, get one slice. And But, like, let's say your your mom needs a slice, your dad needs a slice, and your you brother up, needs a slice. You, en- you end up buying a full pizza anyway. Yeah, you end up buying an entire pizza when you just needed one slice. Yeah. Um. No, I remember also in elementary school going on that on that principle. We had this challenge, and you had to read a bunch of books. And if you read enough, you would get you know free tickets to somewhere, or you you know you get like McDonald's or something for free. 
and yeah, I, I mean, I personally never got it because um, while I did ra- read, a, read a lot of books, reading books in the same series does not really count as reading multiple books. You know, reading reading a bunch of Warriors books in like a week does not count as reading different books in their standard. Well, yeah, but... uh, you guys still like read, like this is kind of off topic, but do you guys like still read like a lot? No. I I do yeah. not read a lot at all. Sometimes I'll pick up a good book with with an interesting concept and I'll just uh, I'll just chill in a chair for a while, read it. I'll go do uh, something else. It's not a it's not a major part of my life, you know. What type of book? You know, the thing is like I only occasionally read books that it's I mean mainly, you know, either graphic novels or mangas. It's just the fact that I've when I was younger, I just read so many books because I would I would like hyperfixate on on the like you know the actual book for example i was very into warriors i was very into wings of fire percy jackson harry potter like i would always hyper i i, I was hyperfixate on those books for a while I, I could, like, and now i just lost that because now i hyperfixate on medias on um in the internet and i yeah, can like I read finish a percy jackson book no problem but I'm actually like continuing reading like pretty much daily. Um, the books that I read are like far different from fiction or like fantasy. But if I told you the titles, uh, they might like set off a uh, concern. But let's just I say know exactly what you're talking Demonetization, about. Demonetization, man. No, uh, I am not reading hentai. I read like a big lad book. I, I I know what you're talking about. That's I know exactly what you're talking but... about. Uh, let's just say that, uh, the title of my last book... Let's just, let's just move on to something else, okay? Yes. They are pretty beefy books, though. Yeah. I think, like, one of the only... What's it called? One of the only, like, authors I could ever really read about, like... I, like, how I read when I was, like, younger... Is that I would go to one like series and then I'd like find a different series and then I keep going with that, but like I always like fell out of the series before I finished it. So like when I was like very little, I used to read uh, the Magic Treehouse. Oh, I yeah. um there was about like I believe forty nine books. Yeah, there were. I read forty five of them. Uh, Leichen, Leichen, uh, I know this for, like, I think of a fact, but, uh, you read the Who Was or What Was series of books, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, no, I only read one of them. Uh, I mean, uh, um, who was it? Ronald Reagan. Hey, there he is. Bastard man, fuck him. Uh, not right now. Um. No, uh, Ronald Reagan, uh... Let's just say I'm glad that Alzheimer's exists because of it killing Reagan. Oh, 2004, Alzheimer's. Ronald Reagan died, and not soon enough. Mm-hmm. I, since we're on, since we're on stuff being wrong, I never we're also on that. books, you know. Um, um, books are just. I, oh, sorry. I never finished my thing. Um, the thing is, after I finished like the Magic Treehouse, I went to. Uh, Diary of the Wimpy Kid. And I read, like, nowadays there's 14 books. I read 12 of them. Mm. And then, like, I fell out of that whole thing. And then I found this author. I found it, like, them really good. And I read most of their books that were meant for children because a lot of their, uh, 
like their books were also made for adults. So I read a lot of their children's books. Uh, Creenshaw, the one and only Ivan. I believe that last one has a movie now. It does. Um, yeah, Catherine Applegate, great author. Mm, yeah. I read like most of their children's books except for one of them, and I never read it again. And then after that author, I got into the series of unfortunate events, which has thirteen books, and I read twelve of them. I never read the last one. Oh. Um, I think I've only, like, read one large series beginning to end. Like, I would read all the Percy Jackson books, but they're, like, a fucking uh, shit ton. They're, like, six series of books set in the same universe. But um, I read all the How to Train Your Dragon books, all 12 of them, and I guess the 13. Uh, Lord, still Marillion of the book. Mm. They're not um, hard books. Um, means, anyway, but... books... Since we're talking so much, we were talking so much about things that are horrible. Um, anyone excited for the uh, Jeff Bezos autobiography coming out soon? You know. Oh, uh, let's just say I want to make it uh not come out and like I want to give it a clear end. You know, clear end. Yeah. Yeah, we know what you're talking about. But there's Honestly, there's not a whole lot I can think of that just is is wrong, you know, or is bad about Here, I, I can give a Jeff Bezos autobiography. <laughs> My parents, they were so poor, they set me up with a hedge fund in order to make money. I, I, I then moved to Amazon. Uh, it was basically Barnes and Nobles, and uh, fast forward a few years, now I am a goddamn tyrant of workers i control space i control the largest distribution centers in the world bow down to me i put hedge funds on the fucking moon i i think um game stocks one of the only things i can think of that is it is wrong about literature in general it's just misinformation and and fake news and that and that general idea, you know. Fake news. The books that I read don't have that problem. Well, yeah. Um, it's not as much of the like, um, nonfiction and fiction and that kinds of stuff. I'm talking less about. Um. Books. Uh, you're talking about the fourth estate, as it's so called, yeah. the media. Yeah. Fuck I'm, up. I'm I'm talking about. <coughs> magazines and i mean just like literature and r reading stuff in general the only uh the only issue i can think of it just in general is misinformation because it is just uh, so you're easy. talking more about like more consumable like small media yeah 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 um i just mean like writing and 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 literature in general that's the only thing i can think about it yeah Literature is obviously always going to be very opinionated. Yeah, I mean, a lot of different art forms will be always opinionated because like all art is. Yeah, all art some is level opinionated because most of the people that make art are uh, socially ostracized and uh, have strong. Ain't that feelings. right, Doge? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of um, a lot of things have to do with art. It's just the fact that art. Especially in this just kind of society, it's just the fact that with art, a lot of like the idea is that you can't earn a lot of money with art. Yeah, I've, I've always, so people. I've always thought like 
is this, like, is this what I want to do? Like, like, because, yeah, sure, I love doing it, and I'm okay at it, but, like, is it worth devoting my entire life to, hoping that it will provide for me in the future? Like, obviously there are things that will provide, but, like, is this the right thing that will? And I've always thought, and I've always had people that will say, no, you, you, you shouldn't do this, this isn't the right thing for you to do, it's just not right, you shouldn't do this because you will never make it. And there, there aren't that many people that tell me that. A lot of people are really supportive of me, and they're like, you're doing a good job, you you should consider this for your life, you know? But I, I've just, you know, it's it's hard to make a decision about your future. And, and like, at the very beginning of this, we were talking about um, people with expectations and stuff, and expectations of yourself, and expectations that other people put on you. And I... Um, it is, in my opinion, a, a lot of times people put expectations on themselves that they're they either aren't good enough or um, they should be better, and the, it it's it's difficult to strike a balance. And you will never, you almost never find a person that is a perfect balance between thinking of themselves as not good enough or thinking of themselves as too good, or they're supposed to be better, you know? But yeah. it's, it's... There is no perfect there's... person. Mm. <coughs> the Ubermensch is, like, the whole thing is that no one is the Ubermensch. By definition, they can't have been born yet. Mm. Um, what, what, what was I gonna say? Um, uh, to the thing where he said about, like, the expectations of yourself and, yeah. like, the expectations that, like, are put on you. I consider myself good at making music. Like, I can compose music well. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. So, but the thing is, if I wanted to pursue music, I would have to have a really good voice, which I don't have. Really, really good composition skills, which I don't consider myself, like, really, really good at com composition. I'm just okay at it. And on top of that, I would have to, like, a lot of people who are really good at music are, like, really charming people. So basically, right now, I'm trying to describe Ed Sheeran. Um, I do no, 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 Thing is, the one problem with Ed Sheeran is that he's ginger. So, yeah. Um. Okay. Um, anyway. Anyway. Um. Well, I mean, um, I mean, podcast is getting canceled. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, I mean, for for me specifically, like, I really like doing art, but it's just the fact that, like, the specifically the art I will I do, it's just that I I know for a fact that nobody would just kind of want it in a sense of me getting enough of it to even live for. And it's, like, a very depressing thing, but it's just the fact that, like, it's in the world that we live in where people, like, it's honestly just work, work, and work until you pretty much die. Yeah. Nobody, it's, it's at this point, unless you're just, you know, some amazing artist of the century, you're not gonna get shit. Yeah. Spend the like, majority of your life making someone else rich. Yeah, a lot of, think... like, artists nowadays, like... We have like, to unless, worry. like unless you draw like unless you draw fucking porn of anime characters, I don't think I'm gonna receive 
any money for just drawing my own character repeatedly. Um, yeah. Like, nowadays, artists, like, they are, like, they struggle with their lives. Because you either, like, kind of like with business, there's, like, that top 1% and then all the other artists below them. Like, for example, me and Doge, we know that we're probably not going to make it to that top 1%. So we've, like, even considered, like, since we probably wouldn't be able to pay our own bills with, like, just music and, and like, chef, like, I've considered also being a chef and, like, art, that we've, like, considered living together because we don't think that we could pay our bills with like, art what simply isn't do. art and artists simply aren't as exploitable yeah 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 and i mean um with with actually um um with some of my old friends that i used to like when i used to live um before i move we actually were considering like um it was like a group of like people we we consider we were considering living all together in like an apartment just because of you know we were afraid that we might not afford you know housing is way too expensive in yeah i would say the majority of the planets well, leeches yeah, like, cornered the market to get, a good, to get a okay job you have to live in an area where housing is just gonna cost a shit ton or that, or you need to have some god sent online I, job, which those still aren't that common. Yeah, I mean, when I when I started, I was just I was thinking I was I was looking all the at all these other people that have been successful, you know, and a lot of times they don't think too highly of themselves as artists and things. And I'm like, but but your art is so good. You've drawn all these things. You've made all this music and all this stuff. How can you say that? this isn't good and then i look back at myself and i don't consider myself a good artist either and it's because uh like like lichen me and lichen both we are pretty good but we have this impression that to be a good artist or to be a good musician you have to have all these things that other people have and that other people have done to be good and and that's where these high expectations of ourselves come in. We think that by comparing ourselves, I I've heard from a lot of people. They say surround yourself with the people you want to be like. Surround yourself with the people you want to be. But don't let other people being good at something or your your perception of them being way better than you. Don't let that influence how well you think of yourself obviously you should have standards and obviously you should strive to be better at whatever you do but you shouldn't compare yourself to someone else thinking that oh if i'm not as good as this other person who does this way better than me i'm never going to succeed i'm never going to be as good as them that's not good enough for me and it shouldn't be you should be able to be good enough for yourself and strive to be better at your own pace rather than trying to become this this image what you have of this perfect person who does everything that you do hundreds and hundreds of times better than you and it's it's just it's just these everyone everyone does this you might not think about doing it you might not try to do it everyone 
has themselves at a lower... So, some people don't, but a lot of people will have themselves at a higher opinion... At, at a lower opinion of themselves than they actually are. And that's because we always... Never mind. I'll just, I'll just end it there. Um. Yeah, I mean, I kind of do want to add to that where... um. I mean, I personally, like, when I was, like, I started doing art maybe when I was in, like, fourth grade and stuff, and I've been doing it for, like, a while, and I have definitely improved, but it's just the fact that whenever I look at my art, I feel like it's it looks, you know, sloppy, that it doesn't look correct. But then, when I was, like, younger, even then people would be, like, you know, saying, yo, yo your art is good and stuff, like... And it's just still in the like in my head that I think, no, I'm not doing good. I'm doing bad. I'm doing horrible. You know, I can't compare to this person. You know, I can't compare because it's just a lot of the times like, you know, the good comments pass by your head and you don't notice them. But the bad comments are the ones that stay because like one time I made an art piece that I was really proud of. But it was just the fact that someone thought how I drew it was strange. Like, it wasn't anything bad. It was just the fact that people or people just thought it was strange. And then, like, one person thought it was strange, and then boom. Now, and, and that stuck to me, you know. I was bullied for, you know, my, so, like, characters that I draw. Yeah. And so, it's it sticks, and it's like... And then, you, and then you scrutinize yourself over it, you know. Well, I mean, it's it's so much easier to focus on the bad and the horrible things. It's just it's just easier to think about it that way. But when you take back and look at what's happened, you're probably going to see a lot more things. Sometimes you might see a lot more things that have happened that are good. Some people might have said, like one person might have said a bad thing about it. But one person, but four people might have said really good things about it. But it's just that one person gets stuck in your head because the compliments don't matter if someone says it's bad because you want to fix that one thing that is bad because it's it's so much more important to focus on the bad rather than the good. But it's it's good to have a it's good to have a balance. Um, yeah, the, the yeah. Thing is, I think that like motive with like that one bad thing itching in your head i feel like that's kind of been ingrained in you for your entire life for example that reminded me of <coughs> my sixth grade band teacher miss solonic oh. and how she used to say oh you're the more you're the motor oil in the cake like you like whichever person was playing wrong notes they were, like, putting motor oil in the cake batter and making the entire cake awful. I mean, And I feel funny. like that's been ingrained in your head. I had the yeah. same teacher. That's why I played really quietly. No one would notice. This is also because you played the clarinet. Ew. Hey, just because I never practiced does not mean I was bad. Alright, but it was the clarinet. I, I don't know if other people will feel the same way. Whenever I do something, whenever I make something, I find it hard to get... Remember how we were talking about good things and bad things and how we focus on the bad things? I find it hard to get good feedback because 
and I'm probably getting amazing feedback. I'm probably, these people were probably telling me their honest opinions, but because it's so, because I'm thinking about bad stuff that could happen, or, ba or bad ideas people, or bad perceptions people could have on what I do, I think it's so much, it's so much easier to do that. But I, I think when people do give me their honest opinion on what they feel, what they think, what they, what they want out of something that I do, when it's good, I feel like they're not being honest with me, probably because I'm not, uh, I'm not honest enough with myself, you know? Because yes. it's, it's just, it's, it's too hard to believe that something you did was good, so you push yourself, and it's, you push yourself to the point of insanity sometimes, trying to make something good that was already really good, because you, you see these other people, there might be one person that, um, says that, that it's bad, but that just drives you insane, because, well, it's not because, oh, how could they think that my perfect masterpiece, this is such a work of art, it's, it's music to my ears, this is so, such splendid, but it's, it's not that, it's more, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong, I need to fix this so that other people don't think badly of what I do, so that other people think well of what I'm making, or what I'm telling or the st the story I'm telling or the 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 information I'm trying to spread people want to be better but some people want to be better too much and i suppose i suppose that's not a bad thing but you need to be aware of what y you're capable of you know it's just yeah yeah cuz I, I mean like the thing is with like specifically with artists you can compare yourself to whatever person you want but you'll always think so negatively of yourself. Like, no matter how, like, no matter, like, the artist you compare to, you will think that their art is better than yours. Like, you can be, like, an amazing artist, but you'll still compare yourself and think, I, I, I need to do better. I need to do better. Because as an artist, you never fulfill it. Like, like, an artist, like, I'm not saying just, like, you know, with drawing. I'm saying with, like, any type of, like, art form. Yeah. It's like, you know, even includes gymnastics, you know, dance, like, anything pretty much. Like, you'll, you never feel fulfilled with something, you know? Like, it, and it's like, I mean, of course, like, I'm a person who definitely can improve on things, but it's just the fact that no matter how hard I improve on them, I never feel that I'll be fulfilled with it. Yeah. I, I don't get feedback on what I do because it's not exactly something that you could get feedback on, except for, like, maybe by a third party, um... I write what is essentially called a wall of text, opinionated pieces for uh, things that sometimes go on, and <coughs> I think everyone's just too scared to like actually uh, disagree or like agree with anything that I s or they're too scared to disagree or like give feedback. So uh, yeah, they're like kind of more arguing goes on. <coughs> like I write for like thirty minutes. No one's gonna spend the time to like give feedback on that they're just gonna go on with their point of view or uh watch with popcorn in their lap like it's actually kind of i have no idea what i'm doing i just know that i must kill like it's worked out so far but i'm not sure that could last forever Um, as for contemporary art, um, I've done, like, 
one thing. Um, I know I like shared it with uh, Lichen and Doge, but I don't do contemporary art. I'm both poor at penmanship, so there goes like drawing out of the window, and I use a mouse, so it's it's like I can't win. Yeah, again, I am quite good at Photoshop and like meme making. That's like that comes easy to me. I mean, the thing is, in nowadays, digital art is actually a lot more valued. Well, like, not really in a valued, but uh, the thing is, digital art is becoming more and more common to the point where a lot of the times traditional art, in the sense, you know, watercolors, is kind of slowly becoming less less popular. And the thing is, for me, I the thing is, I used to do digital art when I was younger, but the thing is, um, I grew out of it because, um, I oftentimes in school would doodle and draw, and so now I'm I I can't do like digital art is very hard for me to do, and I'm just stuck with traditional art. And where my parents, whenever they see me do like my mom specifically, whenever they see me do art, they're like, "Well, your art is good. It's just the fact that it won't like like I, I guess it's some in some sense it's correct, but it's like depending on what art you do." it will change the value immediately because my mom's like, well, you do traditional art. You need to learn how to do graphic design or something. Because, like, traditional art is not going to have value. Value, like, in some sense, she's right. In some sense, she's she's wrong. I mean... But it's like, it, yeah. It's not like uh, anyone's going to look at my Photoshop of <laughs> a certain figure saying something that they didn't say as a form of meme and go, yes, now this. I know exactly art. what picture I think you're t talking talking about. <laughs> I mean, I made one myself. I found others that were funny as hell, but are you talking about the one about our principal? Oh, that one. That one's also good. Uh, I wasn't talking about that one. I was talking about the one about AIDS, but the one about our principal is actually pretty good. But that one is politically charged. What about it? The fact that uh, you know you're 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 going on about your day. You're you're talking to a friend through Discord as you do, and, <laughs> and someone and someone sends you this picture, and it it's very bad. Okay, and I'm not talking in the sense uh, trying to tell people that their art is bad, but it's it is intentionally bad. You, uh, you uh, send you send the picture to your friend with the message. Hey, check out this modern art in quotations. Can we talk about uh, the fact that people use the term modern art to describe stuff that's like just horrible in every way? Oh yeah, like yeah, no, 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 like modern art is like a t like I saw like the taped banana to a wall. Like if that's modern art, then my fucking art is goddamn Picasso. Like really, like, a reflection like, of what artists are left to scrounge with. <laughs> um, I, like, recently, I believe it was, like, two or three days ago, I went to the, uh, Glass Museum in New York, and I, shit you not, one of the things in the, like, the art gallery was literally just a knife dangling from the ceiling. That, that was one of the things. <laughs> So of course it's gonna have some deep meaning when in actuality some guy just grabbed a string and strung up a knife. Yeah, and he was like puffing away at something and went, "Yes, this he is was what like it truly really means." Down on freaking heroin, he's like, "Nice." 
Yeah, no, no. I mean, the you thing like is, um, I remember taking an abstract art class. Well, not really, yeah. And the thing is, with the paintings, they actually sometimes actually take a lot of time because you have to actually put a meaning to it. And I still have my painting from it. And out of, like, all, like, not really all, but, like, like a lot, the thing is, like, the painting that I did was, it just actually took me a while just because of the fact that, like, it, it takes a while to actually think out modern art. And so the teacher was, like, the teacher actually was like, yeah, yours is really good. And a bunch of other, like, parents were like, yeah, yours is really, really good. And, um, but the thing is, like, modern art is not a knife strung up to the wall. Modern art is, it can be, you know, shapes and stuff, but it has to have something with meaning. Yeah. Uh, modern art is, has a lot of connection to abstract art. Um, yeah. Just, just in general. Um, but I, I, I mean, whatever, certain art move, it's influenced the next. Yeah, um, because I mean, a, a knife strung up from a ceiling or uh, or something, that is a kind of art because it's it's not necessarily what you think of the art; it's what the artist was trying to convey with the art. And sometimes this can be an abstract art. This could be an idea or a concept, an abstract idea that they're trying to put down in as, as a lot of times as broad of a way as they possibly can but and then and then there's stuff where you will just draw a scene or a character or something that's happening and that is trying to get the person to think of an idea or a place or a person or something that they can relate to or sometimes it's just trying to get the artist to uh, i mean the the person who's looking at the art to, to see a greater meaning behind something, or take their own meaning away from art, you know? Like, with the knife hanging from the ceiling, the, the artist might have been trying to convey a message about... Uh, I, I'll use a term here. He might have been trying to convey a message about suicide. <laughs> with a knife from a ceiling, he, he might have been on meth. Um, or he might have been trying to talk about how danger is always looming above our heads and at any moment it could fall upon us and kill us i think you're trying to extract too much meaning from this i am trying to extract too much meaning from this but that's the point sometimes it is just to get the person who's looking at it to think and take a deeper meaning when they're so when they're you're working. saying is sometimes the whole point is to let the viewer do your work for you uh yeah guess, yeah honestly being, i mean if you're being very uh nondescript of it yes you're trying to make the the the, the onlooker think think for you so you didn't have to but you could that's just, that's just what art is it's trying to get people to think it's trying to get people to look it's trying to get people to do it's that's just what art is and then there's I mean, then there's music <laughs> i mean we're talking we keep on talking about like art and like um, and, like, abstract and modern art. And I just keep thinking about the class that I took, like, all the abstract art. We had to make a painting, and then we could also make a chalk... Uh, we also made a chalk one, like, you know, like, oil pestle, and et cetera, et cetera. So I was making one, and I really liked it. And, like, there was, like, a good, like, actually specific meaning to it. And so we were working with glitter as well. And um, we... Um, I had a little bit of glitter, and there was this guy next to me sitting to next to me and he was making um i don't know he was making something with like the naruto symbol on it just like not even abstract right it's just like the naruto symbol and so 
I was, you know, doing like a little teasing, like, like putting like a little glitter near his paper, and then he just grabs a fucking eraser and it just erases my entire chalk piece. And so I still think about that on the daily, and like whenever we're, I'm thinking about art, and I like look at my like abstract painting, I think about that dude who decided to erase the drawing that I really liked, and I get pissed at it every time. Yeah. I was about to say something about like also kind of like that, but it would have gotten really depressing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, there's there's other branches of art. I mean, obviously, like Leitrim was talking about, he he makes music, you know. Um. I mean, there's also, like, interpretive dance, you know, there's, like, in general, like, yeah. not just art physical, but, like, you know. Take photos. That's, yeah. that's about yeah. the extent. Um, I can draw a bird sometimes. I can, like, Photoshop images. That's, like, the best I can do. I can like, throw I a series of notes birds. onto a five, onto five lines and make it make sense. I mean, like, um, I have, like, this board, and it has a couple of, um, not really, like, Polaroid, they're not technically Polaroids, but, you know, like, disposable cameras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I got, like, printed disposable camera pictures, and they look actually, like, pretty, pretty decent. And it's, like, the things, like, yeah, you know, photography is an art, you know, dance is an art. There's so many art forms, it's just the fact that it tend tends to be overlooked. Like, it tends to be... It's it's a lot like sports, you know. You've got all these big sports. You got American football. You got normal football. You got hockey. There's rugby. There's hockey. Baseball. There's there's volleyball. All what? There's volleyball. Yeah, volleyball. There's all these different things, and then you have you have a lot of these different smaller sports, and the only time you think of them is at the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics or whatever. And, it's, it's, and then, like when you, when you, and then when you see them, and you're like, "Huh, what all right." <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, there's some sports that I like I know of because, um, like the thing is, you know, my grandma watches them. You know, there's um, bi- I think it's like biathlon. I think that's what it's in English. Mm-hmm. Well, in like Russian, it's bi- biathlon. Like I, I'm not sure if not uh, people know about it, but it's like skiing. But then you also have to, you know, shoot targets and stuff. Like in Bro, that's just Finland during the winter war. Yeah, you know, it's, like, in the winter Olympics, and it's, like, also just in general with, like, winter, and just in general with winter competitions and stuff, and it's, like, the thing is with, like, sports and art forms, it's just that a lot of the times, if they're just more underrated, then you're not gonna be known. If, like, you don't, you're not gonna get an inch of, like, televised, like, anything. Like, I'm getting, like, the thing is, I'm gonna say this straight away, like, besides, like, like, I just barely know anybody who competes in the Olympics besides, like, Simone Biles and stuff. Yeah. Like, the only, I mean, the only ones that you know are the ones who, who are really good or get media attention. And uh, Simone Biles, they're, like, the one who didn't compete because of their mental health. Uh, yeah, because... Let me just say, Charlie Kirk and the Chud to make fun of them... Listen, yeah, the thing is, pretty sure um, Charlie Kirk is... There's, like, um, a coach who basically, um, 
essayed a bunch of girls, like a bunch of them, and Simone Biles was included in that. So people are talking like Simone, she 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 left the U.S. team, like complaining about it. But it's like Simone finally took a chance to take a break for her own mental health. Shut the fuck up. But it's also the fact that a lot of the girls you don't even know, and it's like. It feels horrible. Like, for me, it feels horrible because I just don't know these people, and they deserve to be known. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, it's, like, not, it's not always the best person. It's not the person who gets gold in every game. And sure, they're important, but all of the other people that are competing with them are just as important. Same as all the other the, the other sports that nobody knows about, that no one even knows exists until you watch it on the Olympics. And then there's, like we were talking about before, art. There's a lot of different art forms, but mostly it's stick to people drawing stuff and music and maybe theater or plays and stuff. But there's no, there's no interpretation. Like, like even until you brought it up to me, and I hate to say this, but I, I forgot, like, dance was an art form, you know? Because it's just yeah. not something that you think of. You don't think, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to participate in the visualization of art. You don't think of dancing. You think of, like, music or something. Like, listening to some jams. Yeah, because uh, with, with dancing, dancing is just, is literally an art form. There's, I mean, also, the thing is, if we're going on the subject of dance, figure skating is a fucking art form. Yeah, figure skating is not only an art form, but it's also a sport. It's a competitive sport, and there are people that are really amazing at figure skating. Yeah, the thing is, a lot of the times, I, I mean, I personally figure skate, and oftentimes, it's like, a majority of the time, I mean, I'm training, but also with the fact is that I oftentimes lis- literally listen to music while skating, just so that I can you know, practice my program, I can just practice spins and other artistic stuff just so that the next time I actually go into a competition, I can actually show off my art form, you know? And also, and it's um, like, good, good for yeah. you, man. I, I could never figure skate. I, I can... Good job. I can't even ride a bike. <laughs> okay. Bruh. Legend, it's, it's not about you. Um, okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Anyway. He, he's gone. Yeah, and with um figure skating, it's just the fact that um a lot of people tend to think that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, you do funky little dance moves under like um under some music, woohoo. But it's just the fact that like a lot of times literally people make messages out of like dance and like it's in figure skating, you know. The thing is, why oftentimes in figure skating, music without lyrics is chosen is because the people, like, who make the, um, like, who are doing the program want to show something. They don't want you to listen to the lyrics. They want to show you something. And it's, like, for all of my programs, I've never, ever had uh, actual lyrics in it. They're all either instrumentals or they were just made like that. And it's, a very very common theme there's a couple of programs that include words in it and um like the one that i can remember the best i think it was um i genuinely just forget his name because i just haven't watched like he stopped competing but um he, he danced to um what happens and that was like probably the only time i've ever seen someone dance like well like do a figure skating program to like an official competition figure skating program 
to a song a song that has um like lyrics to it. The only other time is in um performative um performative programs which are just after the competition just for fun, you know. So I mean, a lot of things can be art forms that, like, you wouldn't even think of if you, like, thought about it for a while. Like, you guys having this conversation reminded me of how, when I was, like, eight or nine, I was brought to this little, like, convention thing where people kind of made, like, Taekwondo into a art form. And they were doing, like, these, like, crazy tricks, and it was, like, put behind music. And there was, like, kind of a message. I don't exactly remember any a lot about it. But, like, it was, like, it, it makes you think. Like, there are things that you would, that you don't think would be art if you even thought about it for a long time. Yeah. Like, sometimes you don't even know it's an art form unless you do it personally. Like, that, like, also, um, also the person who I mentioned who did under Hamilton was Jason Brown. Um, yeah. The thing is, like, there's a lot of great figure skaters who, like, are just amazing, but then, like, the thing is, a lot of times, what, in figure skating, people don't realize is that is art form. It's, like, a lot of people don't realize, like, as you said, like, that something is an art form. And oftentimes, what they dilute figure skating to is, oh, jump, spin, make point. Ice go like, whoosh. <laughs> Ice go whoosh. Ah, uh, yes. Jump, go whoosh, do a quad, land it, do a cool spin, you get point woo. But in actuality, it's so it's it's a lot more trickier because the thing is, the greatest figure skaters oftentimes didn't even do quads. They, they did triples. They had amazing programs, but they didn't do those big points because it's more of just artistic skill. Yeah. Jason Brown was very high up because of his artistic skill. He didn't do quads that often, from what I remember. And the thing is, there's people who, like, you, skaters like Yuzuru Hanyu, who can actually effectively do, like, um, you know, artistic and actual, like, skill of jumps and stuff, and put it into a program. But those people are, like, oftentimes very far and few between. And Yuzuru Hanyu is not even, like, while Yuzuru Hanyu is very popular, he does not go on the internet. Like, if he if, if he's not in competition, then he's, like, literally off the grid. Like, you cannot find him. Like, the, the, these people are so few, few and far between. And that's why oftentimes I don't see people tend to acknowledge it, because, like, even now there's people who are in, in competitions, like, who are high up. But they only think of figure skating as, oh yeah, do jump. Because oftentimes what I've seen it is like in more or less like Russian figure skaters. The thing is because in Russia, you have to do big jumps because oftentimes with programs, they tend to like, not really fall through, but it's with like the fact that they value more like physical points, not in artistic points. Because there's like artistic points and then there's just like actual skill-based points. Um, yeah. Obviously yeah, and so. Know... Oh. Uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I don't know anything in the field of figure skating, and it's probably completely different from what I'm saying. But I think art in general, um, just to just to simplify it, not that it needs to be simplified, but it's just 
art is is the person who is making the art, the artist. So it could, you could be a figure skater, you could be, you could draw stuff, you could do music, you could, you could there's all these, there, there's all these things. What you're trying to do is you're trying to convey something to an onlooker or a person who's viewing your art or your art form. You're trying to convey a message, okay? And that's that's just art in and of itself. Um, that's just that's just what art is. And um, like you were saying, um, because uh, what you were saying, a lot of the I think programs and the the music played behind uh, figure skaters while they're skating and whatnot. It doesn't have words, and some of them do, but I can I can imagine most of them don't. And that's because the words come from the skating itself because putting putting the it would just put so much in between what the, the what the viewer is seeing and what the music is saying because the music is more just like background Art. noise for what the skater is actually trying to tell you through a story of this 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 art you know yeah exactly the thing is like why I was commenting on the fact that like people oftentimes just diminish figure skating to jumps and stuff is because like I commented on rushes it's because there's this kid who's like four like I think 15 who's doing quad jump but it's the fact that her artistic skill is not the greatest it's like she's she's good but just the fact that she like what Holly Train who's not uh, teaching her that figure skating is an artistic skill they're teaching her to be kind of like a robot to do jumps and get the points for Russia to be high up. And the thing is, like a lot of times with figure skating, you interpret the person through their body language, how they react. And oftentimes you can see this very well with like, you can either see this with dance routines because there's four categories. There's men's singles, women's singles, and then there's, Oh, well, I forget the actual term, but there's do is basically in men's singles and women's singles, you do jumps, you do spins, jump points. In duos, like I'm calling it duos, but basically there's dance and duos, and those basically are with partners. In duos, you do actual jumps and spins, but in dance, you don't do jumps and spins, you only do more like actual choreographed stuff. So with duos and dance, you can actually oftentimes see, more see the um, artistic skill. And the funniest thing in dance is oftentimes um, they actually do, in uh, specifically dance, they use more of wordy songs, like songs that actually have like lyrics to them. But over overall, it's like people tend to diminish, like the thing is, this is overall in general with art, people tend to try and diminish art to one singular meaning and put it in its place, whether it be with music, with art, or just in general art forms, like with dance, and you know, how I was talking about figure skating, they tend to often try to diminish it to a singular meaning, because that's what we all want. We all want a singular meaning. But art is so complex, and just, it's so wide variety, that you can't put a single meaning on it. You can't put a single label on it. And that's why it's not as appreciated as more, because you can't put a simple meaning on it. You can't. Your brain doesn't want to process it properly, and people just tend to just give up on it. And you shouldn't give up on it, you know. The best way to describe art would be creative expression, but 
that's more up to debate. It's, yeah. In my opinion, well, it's like what's vomited out of your brain and into whatever you're doing, but... Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of how I do music. Like, whatever, like, my brain just does, that's what happens. And it most of the time sounds good. I mean, really, what I draw, the thing is... I mean, I, I usually only draw this one character, but I use that character to express how, for example, I feel and how I personally just feel. So, I mean, there's, of, of course, like the art that I tend to show more is the art that's simple, you know, the art that's just, you know, maybe a pose or something, because it's simple. It's something that I know people would like. More the actual art that I enjoy doing is the art that shows a lot of meaning that might be chaotic, you know, that may might just be just overall depressing because it's something that actually i can you know relate to is what got shitted out from my brain and not just oh yeah i'm gonna draw a character reference sheet and then it's just a random pose and i know people will like it because it looks interesting but it doesn't really express anything it's just oh yeah character does pose looks cool boom that's it you know if you're looking for ways to, like, express yourself, and art is one of the ways, and you share the more decipherable meanings, then what I'm trying to say is there are more than just art to... There are more ways than art to express oneself. Like, for example, I do uh, the walls of text. But I do not often have a chance to express my own opinion, and is more calling people out for dumb crap, which um <laughs> I don't necessarily enjoy. But <clears throat> calling people out when done righteously is a chore, like any other. Does that justify spending thirty minutes doing that? Maybe. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like we give people too much of the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, um, like with like expressing your feelings, oftentimes, like when I did even show my art, the ones that like at least expressed a little bit, it never really got any reaction. Cause like usually whenever I show my art, I at least want someone to say like a comment. You know, I'm not really picky or something. But it's like the thing is, I'd like to see like at least someone, even even if it's constructive criticism, I don't care. Cause with art. It's like you something. If you must shake it out of them, then you will do that. The the thing is, like the thing is for me, like while I love doing art, I want to actually people for to see it and actually say something about it. And the thing is, whenever I did art that showed, like, well, whenever I showed art that you know expressed my feelings, I never got that response. So now I've just defaulted to showing something that someone I I know for one hundred percent will like, and I've always wanted to show. Like the art that I really like doing, and oftentimes, like it, it looks like a stupid compiled of just a bunch of doodles, but oftentimes it's just like actual like a character sheet. You know how? I mean, sometimes it's often about how I feel. You know? Yeah. And I, I have like the art that I've actually hung up. Like the only, not really the only, but like the art that I've mainly hung up in like my own entire room. Like three of the pieces are like the ones that I, like. Or kind of look more like journals. One's actually just a full. Actually, no wait. Four of them are like more journal pieces, and then another one is just watercolor. 
and oh, like, like a full watercolor piece, and that's it. Like, that's the only <laughs> really ones that I've hung up. And it's like, uh, oh no, I just coughed. Oh, <laughs> and so but... it's like, I mean, I want to be proud of something, and everybody wants to be proud of something, but at the same time, sometimes people don't want to even look at it, and it just feels very, very depressing at some points, you know? Yeah, like, the thing is, with me, like, going back to, like, the constructive criticism, a lot of times when people show me drawings that they've made, I don't do drawings at all, basically. Like, I don't draw just about ever. But, like, when somebody's like, oh, hey, can you bring this constructive criticism? Like, or some, like, thing that you enjoy. I, like, know what I enjoy about the the thing, but I don't know how to put it into words most of the time. And, like, that's my problem. <laughs> I can't, like, literize, if that's even a word. You cannot um, put it into words. My thoughts. I can't put my thoughts into words about the art piece, you but I understand the art piece. You can't verbalize. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You you know what you want to say about something, but you can't put it down in a comprehensive and concise manner that someone else can think about and understand. Exactly, and then that and then that way people think, oh, he doesn't care about it, or oh, like he probably has other things to do, and he this is something that he's brushing over. A lot of the times when people show me artworks that they like that they've made. I'll, like, look at it for, like, a good, like, ten minutes, and then, like, I'll be like, oh, wow, this is a really good art piece. I really wish I could say what I like about this art piece, but I can't. I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's, like, understandable. It's, like, it's just the, like, I mean, for me in personal experience, it's not the fact that, like, they even took a look at it. It's, like, I send it, and then it just fully gets brushed over, and that's the thing that, like, like, the thing is, if someone at least says something, I'm totally happy with it, and it makes you just feel great. But it's the people who just purposefully ignore it, or just, not even ignore it on purpose, but just skip over it, is, like, the people who just are kind of, like, the worst, like, with any art. People who purposely just ignore it because they can't process it. Like, they, they, like, they, like I mean, understandably, you can just... Like, say, oh, yeah, that's good. And then that will probably make a person's day. But when you when you see an art and then you call it dog shit just because, you know, you either don't understand it or just not like <laughs> dog shit. Brand. Not... Brand. Mm. Sure. <laughs> I feel like with the type of art that I work with, uh, shitposts, it's a lot more disposable and, like, consumable, so... I don't feel like I owe anyone anything when I make shit posts. I feel like I make them more for myself than anything. I share them, and then sometimes my memes get fucking stolen! And it's like, okay, the times that they get stolen, they weren't technically my memes, but come on, man, I found that context. Mm. I found that right. context. Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, funny. Personally, personally I, f I find it hard to get good feedback, because sometimes you'll find people who... You know, it, and it isn't, it isn't always they, their fault. Like I've said before, it's not always their fault. Sometimes they just don't understand what you're trying to tell them. So yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes they don't understand and they can't, 
they can't give constructive feedback. They can't give constructive criticism to it. And other times, they just don't feel like they need to, which they don't, but... And and like you were saying, Kislet, it's, um... A lot of times, you'll you'll get feedback, and, and, and people will think, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll try and make this person happier. I'll give them... Uh, I'll tell them that their art piece was really good, or their music was really good, or this looked cool. But that isn't as good feedback. That isn't as important. Even though some people might think, oh yeah, telling that someone that this thing is good will, will make their day so much better. A lot of times it doesn't, because telling people what, what things are wrong, what things are incorrect about something, or things that they think should be improved upon, are more important than the things that are Felix. good about it. Yeah, and and just saying that something is good, it it. I hate to say this, but sometimes okay. it just feels Explain like. Explain your goddamn self. Like, tell me uh, why it's good. Yeah, like. I, yeah, I yeah, like, yeah, exactly. The thing is, like, maybe like I don't ask for a constructive criticism, but maybe I just send it or something. Like, if like if you're gonna say it's good, then maybe be like, oh yeah, I like. I like specifically how you drew your character or how you drew that weapon. Cause like I remember, um, I drew this, um, I drew this one um character, and I had the thing is that my character, the character had a weapon, and I remember, um, uh, I sent it to like an art channel, and a lot uh, there was people being like, oh my gosh, that looks so good, and I was like, yeah, but what about it? And then there was this like one specific person who would comment on my art, and they'd comment on specifically what they liked. And they were like, oh my gosh, I, I really like, really like how you draw weapons. Like, I never really understand how people can draw weapons so good. And it's like... Alright. Uh, I feel like, uh, this is going on two hours. I need to take a shower. Um, I'm a drop. Yeah, that's uh, any right. closing Fair. remarks? Yeah. Okay. So right. that concludes our podcast. Um, yeah. we'll, we yeah. might make another episode if we all you feel can like hear it. ramblings from Mad Men. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you guys are hearing this, thank you for listening. And I mean, uh, that this got published somehow, and I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if this goes, yeah, public, I mean, I, I'm, I'm super close but, to just dropping dead, so but <laughs> thank you for listening. If you did listen through all of this, and uh, we hope to make another episode uh, sometime in the future. Yeah, all right, um, all right, uh, see you guys. Bye. bye, everyone.